This week on the Travel Tidbits podcast, join Sharon and Jamie as we discuss spring break travel. We highlight our spring break plans for 2021 and discuss some fun options for families looking for an escape. Stay tuned. The Travel Tidbits podcast, hosted by the agents of Pineapple Escapes. Join us as we discuss the latest in travel news, destinations, and tips for the savvy traveler. After all, travel makes life sweeter. Hello, and welcome to Episode 17 of the Travel Tidbits Podcast. I'm Jamie Weidel, travel agent and owner of Pineapple Escapes. This week, Sharon is joining me to discuss spring break travel. Thanks for joining me today, Sharon, and let's jump right into our At the Core this week and talk about spring break travel. So, like most things, since the pandemic started a little over a year ago, travel still looks different for all of us, and we can't send you on a cruise or on a road trip through Europe for spring break this year, but there are still so many travel options available for those who are really ready to travel and are ready to travel safely. So we wanted to talk today about some of our top picks for spring break escapes in 2021. And Sharon, why don't you go ahead and lead us off and list out some of those and then we'll talk about them one by one. Sure. Yeah. So our top pick, I mean, I wouldn't say necessarily top pick, but the first one we're going to talk about is Universal Orlando Resort. It's a fabulous destination. Um, Then we have Walt Disney World. Then, of course, I mean, who loves going, you know, who doesn't love going to the beach? So we're talking about St. Pete and Pensacola, Clearwater, all inclusive. You can get out of the country. Mexico is a great place to go now. Hawaii, Discovery Cove in Orlando. It's sort of the hidden treasure. Colorado is also a great destination. Yeah, and I think that those are some of the big ones that I've been selling for spring break in 2021. So let's go through these and talk about them one by one. So I know, for example, your family is going to Universal Orlando Resort. We'll talk a little bit about our own spring break plans in our slice of life section as we get down there. But so obviously, you and I have been to Universal Orlando recently. We were just there in February. Um, We're going again very soon. So we have a lot of experience with Universal Orlando during the pandemic. Let's talk a little bit about what Universal is doing with pandemic controls and protocols, and then talk about some of the fun things that we can do there. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So Universal Orlando Resort, like most theme parks, are requiring requiring you to wear a mask and to, zo- and to social distance, um, not only while you're in line waiting for an attraction, but just also asking you if you're just out in the area, you know, try to social distance yourself as you are walking from one place to another. In lines and queues, there are markers on the ground so you know where to stand and Um, As long as you follow those rules, then everyone is safe and um, happy and can have a great time. Of course, there's so much fun that can be had, too, at Universal. I mean, the Wizarding World is there, and that's just very magical, the details that they have there. Of course, the food. You can eat at the Leaky Cauldron and Three Broomsticks. Um, You can try frozen butterbeer, which is 
My favorite still, I think it's still, I'm thinking about the hot butter beer as I'm literally sitting here saying that. <laughs> so, but I do think the frozen butter beer is still my favorite. I, and I also want to mention at Universal, they are giving out hand sanitizer at every attraction. Yes. And my hands were so dry after our last trip. I mean, I think it is necessary, especially with the way that they are doing things. But I mean, they are doing their very best to make it as safe as possible. And I think that's really important to note. Obviously, Sharon and I are both big Harry Potter fans, Harry Potter nerds, as we like to say. Absolutely. So that's a big part of the fun at Universal Orlando Resort for us. Um, However, we are going in a few weeks to experience all of the fun of Mardi Gras and to be able to try some of the fun treats and tastes there. Um, And there is also so much more than just Harry Potter. If your family isn't into Harry Potter, there are other attractions that I think are also a lot of fun. Things like Transformers, Minions, Shrek, the Hulk roller coasters, Spider-Man, the attraction. There's just so much more there. E.T., Men in Black. I'm just thinking of Jurassic Park. I'm thinking of things off the top of my head here. But there's so much fun to be had at Universal Orlando Resort. So I think that's a great place for families and a great place to get away and feel like you can do so safely. Let's go ahead and jump into Walt Disney World. So obviously, our counterpart to Universal Orlando Resort is also in Orlando, Walt Disney World. And let's talk a little bit about the protocols there. Obviously, they're very similar to what is happening at Universal Orlando. Any thoughts on how it's different at Walt Disney World, Sharon? Yeah, so I think the major difference between the two would be the hand sanitizer part where Universal Orlando Resort actually gives you the hand sanitizer, puts them in your hand prior to you getting onto an attraction. Walt Disney World just has the dispensers all throughout the park and several, you know, in the lines and then as you exit the rides and you're responsible for making sure you use it where Universal is making sure you absolutely use it before you get onto one of those rides. I think that's mainly probably the difference. I mean, both parks are using mobile orders for their quick service. So really, I I really can't think of one. They are very similar. I do think that Walt Disney World is more strict with the mask requirement. You are more likely to be called out by a cast member if you don't have your mask on, if you're not social distancing. And also Walt Disney World does not allow photos with your mask down, whereas Universal Orlando Resort does allow you to take your mask down very quickly for a quick photo. That is not allowed at Walt Disney World. So I guess that is one of the big differences. So I would say Walt Disney World is more strict overall than Universal Orlando, but both of them are doing a great job with the requirements. Yeah. And I think, you know, I mean, when you go, Walt Disney World is more strict. So they are very much like you have to eat and drink while stationary to have your mask down. And listen, we're human. We make mistakes. I mean, I'm going to call my own self out. When we were there in November, I we got off of Big Thunder Mountain. I was warm. I had a bottle of water. I didn't think anything about it. I took my mask off for a second to take one sip on our way to Pirates. And a cast member said, hey, remember, you can't do that. You got to be stationary. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. And I just quickly put it up. They didn't mean anything by it. They weren't trying to hurt my feelings or be mean to me. It's these are the rules and we're sticking to the rules. There are no exceptions. 
And so Walt Disney World is a little more strict, but that doesn't mean it's not magical. It still is magical. It's, you know, they have the characters there, not for the meet and greets, but you do see them and they wave and they blow kisses and, you know, they have the rides and the magic is still there. Yeah, it makes me think of our lunch at Garden Grill in Epcot on our last trip in January. I thought that they, the characters did a great job. Like, it's obviously not the same as it was pre-COVID. There's not fireworks. There's not the meet and greets. There are some shows that are not going. There are things that are different than it was pre-COVID. But it still felt really magical. We still did our selfies with the characters. We still had a really great meal. And there are still all of these opportunities for a very magical, fun experience if you're looking to get away to Walt Disney World. Yes, absolutely. I mean, as we were heading to lunch at Garden Grill, we saw Winnie the Pooh and he was there catching butterflies. And, you know, we were able just to have a minute. It was just us and him and we got to play around with him, but it was a social distance play around. We were able to take really cute selfies and some great videos. And, you know, it's still there. It is. It's not like it was before, but it but it's still there. I completely agree. So let's move on to our beach trips. I have been booking a lot of Florida beaches. Some people aren't ready to leave the country yet, and I completely understand that, but they still want to get away for like a beach getaway and a beach destination. And actually, I think beaches and these types of trips are the easiest way to avoid people if you are worried about social distancing, about not being with others. It's very easy to do this on a beach. You're also outdoors. So there's more, you know, obviously airflow and those sorts of things. And there are some gorgeous beaches in the United States that we can send you to that are safe, easy, and that you can do so safely. So my top pick is usually St. Pete Beach. I love this beach. It's where I end up going. I've been several times since the pandemic hit and I just love it. I also really love Pensacola Beach. I actually went there last May. Um, That was my first trip after COVID hit. And I felt like it was really easy to be safe and to be socially distanced there. And then I also love Clearwater Beach. Sharon, any thoughts on beaches and beach trips? Yeah. So, you know, when people go on vacation, not everybody wants to go, go, go. And where theme park, there is a lot of activity you are doing Um, a good amount of walking. There are those who just want to relax and just want to read a book or just veg out and snack and, you know, listen to the waves or to people watch. And beaches are an excellent place for for that to happen. I personally have never been to these beaches. It's on my to-do list. I thought I was going to take Eli this year, but I think he's actually going his choice is heading in another direction. So maybe next year, maybe I'll get there next year for that. But every time you go, I do love all the pictures. It, everything does look fabulous. One thing I should also, yeah, I love it. It's it's gorgeous. But one thing I also want to kind of point out is that when you book with the Pineapple Escapes agents, we all work together as a team. So we have tip sheets on these destinations. So even though Sharon hasn't been to these beaches yet, We have tip sheets and we all work together to help each other to know where to book, what's a good spot for different families. And we talk to each other about these things. So if you book with Sharon, Sharon's still going to have all of this information about these beaches. And she's going to be able to provide you with a tip sheet that talks about options for excursions, 
for different restaurants, different places to get groceries, those sorts of things. So when you book with us, not only are you getting our help with finding the perfect destination for your family, but you're also getting these added extras and all of that's at no cost to you. So it really makes sense to use a travel agent. And of course, we want you to use us too. But any travel agent um, should be doing these sorts of things for you and providing these kinds of services. So that is one of the big things that we offer for our clients. But definitely beach trips are a great spring break escape for 2021. Let's jump into all-inclusive escapes. Three other agents, Kate, Samantha, Ashley, and I just got back from Punta Cana, where we went to Secrets Capcana, and we had a great experience. We did have to test negative to return to the U.S., and so that is something to keep in mind. Also, for most all-inclusives, there's only a couple in the U.S., and usually they are pretty pricey. Um, but for most all-inclusives, you are going to need a passport. They are located outside of the country. So we're looking usually at Mexico, Caribbean islands, Punta Cana, Jamaica, those sorts of areas. But the resorts are currently at reduced capacity. Food and drinks are included. And the resorts are gorgeous. The resort we were just at was beautiful. So much fun stuff to do. So Sharon and my family are actually going in July. We are going to Mexico together and we are really excited about that. But Sharon, any thoughts on all-inclusive escapes or what you would recommend for our clients looking for a spring break all-inclusive escape? Yeah. So let me just say for our listeners who love cruising, who are just as sad as we are that we can't get on a cruise ship right now, you really should look at an all-inclusive escape. This would align perfectly. You are used to, you know, those food buffets and just being able to go to the dining room to have a nice meal and to relax and sit by the pool and to go do excursions and where, yes, you're not in a different country each day. And all-inclusive really is the counterpart to cruising, except you're in one location. And it is a fabulous way to take a vacation especially if you have kids or even if you're just going with a bunch of, you know, girlfriends or guy friends or your loved one or whoever it is a perfect way just to get away from the worries of the world and just relax and have a great time. And with all inclusives, it doesn't mean that you're there at that one resort all the time. I mean, you are at you're going to stay at that one resort, but there's always excursions you can go and do. And a travel agent can help you book those as well and give suggestions on different activities that you can do while you're on vacation. Yeah. And there are so many fun excursions that that can be a lot of fun and really help to, you know, make your vacation a fun adventure as well as a relaxing getaway. So you can kind of balance that out with an all-inclusive. And that that is what I love about cruising as well. Jumping into our next spring break escape, Hawaii. Obviously, with a name like Pineapple Escapes, Hawaii is one of our favorite destinations. I absolutely love Hawaii. I love all of the main four islands, and there's so much to do and see. Right now, Hawaii does have um, some specific entry requirements. You do have to test 72 hours before you enter the country, and there are only certain labs where these tests can be completed. So, it is something that needs to be considered in your planning process. One thing I want to kind of talk about with Hawaii is there is so much to see and do, but it's all very Americanized. It's American. So 
it's easy to get around. Driving is the same as driving in the U.S. because you're in the U.S. And so I think that that's one of the things that I love. It still feels very tropical and, and gorgeous and beautiful, but it's all very Americanized too. You can head to Walmart and get your grocery pickup just the same as you do here in the middle of the Midwest. So I like it for those reasons as well. Sharon, any thoughts on Hawaii? Yeah, so even though you do have to test to go to Hawaii prior to, um, Hawaii is a state and it does not follow the international regulations. Like if you were to go out of the country, you do not have to test to go to be able to go back home. Um, if you're going from island to island, those have different regulations. But of course, we can always help you with those if that is something you are wanting to look at. I mean, it is very tropical. I have to tell you, if we had not been going to Universal like two days after we booked, I get a notice where I'm tracking flights and prices for airline just had gone down. And I was like, oh, my heavens. Oh, my (laughs) gracious. We just booked Universal or we would have been going to Hawaii also because just that one day flights were at a sweet spot and but we had already made our plans and we were excited about ours. But so I'm, I think I'm putting Hawaii back on the list for next year for spring break. It's gorgeous. Yeah. So our next one is discovery Cove Orlando. So this is a good one to pair with another Orlando destination. So if you're going to universal Orlando resort, if you're going to Walt Disney world, if you are just going to Orlando to get away and want to do like sea world or that sort of thing, I think that Discovery Cove Orlando is a great option. My family was actually there for the 4th of July in 2020, and they are following all of the social distancing protocols, the mask requirements, all of those things. You do not have to wear your mask when you're in the water, obviously, but otherwise you are wearing masks. There are so many fun options there, things like swimming with the dolphins. There's an aviary there. The Lazy River area is really neat, and you can see other animals while you're in the Lazy River, which is really neat. With a Discovery Cove day, your food and drinks are included, and if you book a specific ticket type, you also have access to SeaWorld and Aquatica, which is the water park there, for 14 days as well. Sharon, your thoughts on Discovery Cove? Yeah, so Discovery Cove really is like the secret destination. Not a lot of people seem to know about it, but it's so fabulous and so beautiful. My brother and sister-in-law went there on their honeymoon and because they did Walt Disney World. And then we sent them over there for one day and they did swim with the dolphins. The swim with the dolphins currently is a little modified right now. It's an interaction in shallow water but you still get to meet and greet them and um, have have a wonderful experience with the dolphins. But that is, just so our listeners know, that is a little different if you've ever been, just so you know it won't be completely the experience that you had before, but it is still a great experience. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think that's a fun one to add on to another part of your vacation. And kind of that really a special day or a special extra. It, we were there for my my birthday this last year. And it really made my birthday extra special, I felt like. So our last one is Colorado. So this is another option where it's really easy to social distance. Obviously, this isn't where you're going to get away to where it's really warm for spring break. But it is a really great option for hiking, um, a lot of things to do outdoors, a lot of outdoor adventures. There are some great hiking areas in Colorado. We stayed by Estes Park, 
when we were there and loved it. We rented a house. We were able to cook our own meals. So it really is a great way to have a getaway where you're not interacting with others. You're not in any type of situation where you would see a lot of people. So that can be a good option for those that are being more COVID cautious. Um, Sharon, thoughts on Colorado? Yeah, and for those who don't necessarily want to be on the outskirts, um, more in the rural area, Denver is also a fabulous destination. Robert and I have been, and it was just wonderful. And Colorado Springs is really close to Denver. A nice day drive. You can go to Garden of the Gods. It is just absolutely beautiful. The drive there alone is fantastic. But then to get there, see the Garden of the Gods is just magnificent. It truly is. When we went, we did the no-no and literally went with no plans. And thankfully, we had someone tell us, you need to drive to Colorado Springs. And so we did. And it was it was just wonderful. We were so glad that we did that. So Colorado has both. You can do the city or you can do that more outdoor hiking adventure. It really ha- can meet both needs. Yeah. And and I loved the terrain in Colorado. It was just gorgeous. So I think that's a fun one. So Sharon, do you have any others that you want to talk about or any other places that your clients have booked for spring break? I tried to hit a lot of the ones that I have booked for spring break 2021. Is there anything else that I didn't cover? Yeah. So, I mean, another one that I do want to hit, one of my favorites is the Gatlinburg Pigeon Forge area. It is absolutely beautiful. Again, spring break this year is early April, so it will be on the little chillier side. It won't be hot and warm unless we have just a a little unusual weather come through. But it is a wonderful destination for families. You have Dollywood there, which is one of our favorite theme parks in the United States. We just love what Dolly Parton has done there. Then you have so many dinner theater shows. Our favorites is Dolly Parton Stampede. We have Pirates Voyage, which is our absolute favorite. It's really fun to see, of course, pirates fighting each other and then some seals. Gatlinburg has the Ripley's Aquarium, which is really fun. And then the Gatlinburg Bridge, which I was hoping to get to when we went in December, but did not make it. So, of course, it's another reason why I need to go soon, because I really want to walk across that bridge, which is so unlike me if you look at the bridge. (laughs) But I do want to do it. Of course, the Titanic Museum is there, which is just It really takes your breath away. It makes you speechless. It really does. Even our kids had a great time. You go, you have one of those like portable phones where you put in the number and it like tells you about something. So they, when you go through, the kids even have one, but they're not going to be bored because there's an adult version and a kid version. When we were there, I actually did the kid version because it was part of our homeschooling. We were learning about the Titanic. And so I'd listen to their version and I have to tell you, it was fun. You go through and they're looking for this puppy. They're looking for this dog through the museum. And then you go to the end and it really becomes surreal because as you enter, they give you a card of a person who was actually on the Titanic. And then at the end, you find out whether that person lived or died. It does become surreal just that moment of silence. And I have to tell you, we had kids from five to 13, and they all loved the Titanic Museum as well as the adults. We actually want to go without the kids and really take in a little more of it. 
And then they have Wonderworks. Wonderworks is located all throughout the United States. And it was a great experience as well, not only for the kids, but again, for the adults, we were sort of competing against each other. And it was funny to see Eli, who's 13, and my brother, who is, well, I won't give his age, compete (laughs) against each other in several things. So it, it was a lot of fun. So that's a great destination for families. That sounds like a lot of fun. So I haven't actually done Gatlinburg yet. That's on my bucket list. So hopefully that's one that I will get to either in 2021 or 2022, but you do make it sound like a lot of fun. So I'm going to have to get myself there. Yes, absolutely. You need to. (laughs) (laughs) So let's jump into our slice of life. So for both Sharon's family and my family and one of our other agents' family, we had all originally planned to be on a spring break cruise on Royal Caribbean's Freedom of the Seas. Obviously, cruising is still not going, So we are sad that we aren't going to be visiting the ABC Islands and St. Martin, but we both came up with plans, plan B for our families, which means we aren't traveling together for spring break, but we did plan something for the summer together. So we are doing that instead. So Sharon, tell me a little bit about your plan B for your family at spring break and what you guys will be doing. Sure. So there'll be 12 of us traveling. It's my family my larger family as a whole, we were all, well, all but two of us were going on the cruise. And now that we're not going on the cruise, we have two more that are able to join us. We are going to Universal Orlando Resort for most of the time. We will be in Orlando for a week. We will be going to SeaWorld actually one day where we will be dining with the orcas. We're excited about that. It's a special dining experience where we'll have lunch and they'll be training um, and teaching us some about the orcas. Also, while we are there, the Seven Seas Food Festival is going on. And let me just tell you, it makes us hungry every time we look (laughs) at the menu. We keep debating and talking. I think I'm going to get the um, like the eatery pass. You can get like 15 samples pass because we've already called it. I mean, they're going to have conch fritters there, which are my brother's favorites and It's very hard to get them in the States. That's usually a Bahamas food. And so they will have those there. And of course, there's this ice cream cone. It's like this cheesecake ice cream, but it's rainbow colored. It looks amazing. (laughs) And we were joking. Uh, I was like, yeah, we're each going to have to get one of these. And my mom said, well, how about we get like one of several and share? And my seven-year-old niece looked at her and said, May May, you speak for yourself. I'm getting one of them ice creams. <laughs> and I was like, that's right, baby. You tell you tell her. That's right. <laughs> so we're going to do Dining with the Orcas. We're going to see all the animal shows, which is really special to my mom because she remembers doing that with her dad. And that's going to be just a special moment that we get to have as a family. And then we are going to eat our way through SeaWorld at the festival and somebody's going to need a wheelbarrow to carry me out because (laughs) let me just tell you, it's not going to be pretty. I've already put the word out. And then we're going, of course, to Universal. I mean, that's where we're going. So we're going to actually spend three days between Islands of Adventure and Universal Studios, Florida. We do have the park to park pass. We've made our dining reservations. And I'm just currently waiting on the schedule for the parks to finalize exactly our details of where we're going to start, where we're going to end. And then we're spending one day in Volcano Bay. I haven't done Volcano Bay, so that's why I'm really excited next month that we're going to go so I can test it out. 
and really get all the little pieces about like setting up Tapu Tapu and things like that set so that it's a flawless day for my family. That sounds awesome. And Universal obviously is a lot of fun. It's a place my family's been numerous times. And then you and I have been there together numerous times now as well. We're working on our number of times situation. (laughs) But (laughs) I love Universal. And I think that that's a great plan B for your spring break. So my family is actually going to Hawaii for spring break. I need to actually go to Hawaii for the business With Pineapple Escapes, there's something called the Seller of Travel that I need to actually go to a bank in Hawaii. So I've been waiting since we opened Pineapple Escapes to go, and now just seems like a perfect time. My whole family will have to test the three days prior to departure, but we'll be fine as long as we test negative. But I did get extra insurance just in case one of us happens to be positive or we have a situation. So we are covered for that. But this will actually be my family's third time going to Oahu. We went in 2015, and then we were there again in 2018. So we know Oahu pretty well at this point. So it should be a really fun, relaxing vacation. We can hit some of the highlights that we haven't hit on past trips and do some things again. We're doing a split stay. We're going to stay at Waikiki Beach for a few days, and then we're going to Disney's Alani for a few days as well. Alani is one of my absolute favorite places on earth, all of the Hawaiian culture, but then just that dash of Disney really make it just lovely. And of course, my favorite treat is on site. They have Dole Whip and I also have to go to the Dole Plantation every time I'm on Oahu. It's like a pineapple paradise. Not only is there Dole Whip and Dole Whip floats, but they have this like gift shop store area that is filled with all different pineapple things. You can do a maze that's filled with pineapples. There's a pineapple train. I mean, it's it's a pineapple lover's paradise, basically. So I obviously can't miss that on my trip as well. So we are really looking forward to Hawaii and hopeful that it will be a great trip and a great way to kind of ease our pain of having our cruise canceled. So that's our plan B. So Spring break for both of our families should be a lot of fun this year, hopefully. So, Jamie, are you and your family going to have pictures taken while you're in Hawaii this time? We are. So, we have actually had pictures done every time we've been in Hawaii by the same photographer. It's Heather at Little Bird Photography on Oahu, and she does an amazing job. I've loved all of our photos. And so, yeah, we're doing another photo session again. Those have been some of my favorite memories to kind of elevate, I guess, our whole travel experience and to preserve those memories. Like I still look at pictures and they make me smile, even though, you know, it's been years since they were taken. And it's fun to kind of see my kids grow up in those pictures too. So it's one of those fun little things that we do when we're on Oahu that I really enjoy. Yeah, I think it's a great way to just give that little extra special touch to vacations and definitely takes your standard family photo to the next level, you know, for just some memories to share. I love them. And obviously with the name like Pineapple Escapes, it's my thing. So when we're on Oahu, anything beachy, pineapple-y, I'm all about. So that makes it a lot of fun. So let's go ahead and move into our Crush It for the week. This week, our Crush It is a hanging luggage scale. And Sharon, this is something that you recommended. Can you tell us about your hanging luggage scale and why you like it? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, everyone, if you have traveled a good amount, 
you have probably been in the airport shuffling clothes or books or something from one suitcase to another because one suitcase was slightly overweight. I mean, you don't want to do the airport shuffle when it comes to your luggage. I've been there, done that, and it was horrific. So when my family was planning our Walt Disney World vacation, of course, because we had so many of us and we had we were going for 10 days. So we had a good amount of luggage going with us as well. We decided that we just were not going to do that. And we needed to make sure we were within weight before we even got to the airport. And so we ordered this hanging luggage scale. It's so easy to use. I mean, it's just a couple of ounces in and of itself. You take the strap, you wrap it around the handle of your suitcase, and you lift it up with the scale and it tells you how much your luggage weighs. It's so easy to use. My kids use it. My mom, who is older, no offense, mom, I know you're listening. She's able (laughs) to use it fairly easy as well. And it's so small and light that I can then just put it in the suitcase and take it with us. So when we're coming back and now we have all those extra souvenirs that we did not travel with to start with, we can just (laughs) recheck our luggage to make sure we don't need to go buy a suitcase like Jamie has done (laughs) a couple of times, (laughs) maybe at least once I've seen it, you know, so just so you're not stuck coming back, you know what you're prepared for. And when we used it the first time, because I was a little hesitant, like it's fairly easy to use. There's no way this was going to be accurate. I notated our luggage weight. And when we got to the airport, I made sure I looked and it was, if it was off, it was only off by maybe like a 0.1 ounce. It was very little, not enough you know, that it was going to make the difference when we got to the airport. So I do highly, highly recommend that everybody get one of these luggage scales. Obviously, all of the agents are bad influences. We've even started a thread in our group of bad influences because we end up, you know, enticing each other to buy these things. But this is actually something I don't have yet. I'm still the one who you know, weighs myself and then weighs myself and my suitcase on my regular scale to see what's happening there. So this might be something I need to look into, especially because as Sharon noted, I have needed to buy an extra suitcase to bring myself home. This was an Orlando trip. So yep. there were a few souvenirs coming home for the kids and it, it ended up costing me another suitcase. So definitely something I should look into. How many pineapple rings would you rate your hanging luggage scale, Sharon? Yeah, I do actually give it the full five rings. It's easy to use. It's very just self-explanatory. And I mean, like I said, I mean, the kids have used it. You know, just my mom who she's picking up a 50 pound suitcase with this thing, you know, and weighing it. So yeah, the full five rings. Awesome. So we will put a link to that in our show notes for you if you're interested in looking into one of those for yourself. So thanks, Sharon, for being here today, and thanks for joining us, everyone, as we've discussed spring break travel. You can find all of our Pineapple Escapes agents on the web at www.pineappleescapes.com, and our site includes a link to all of our Travel Tidbits episodes, plus information about all of our agents and links for all of our social media. We'd love to have you join our community. Thanks, guys. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the Travel Tidbits podcast hosted by Pineapple Escapes. Travel makes life sweeter. Let the experts help you plan a vacation with lasting memories. We'd love to help you plan your next vacation and have you join our community. 
You can find us on the web at www.pineappleescapes.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Pineapple Escapes. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.